song's got a funky beat to it. I know, right? It kind of makes me sometimes not want you to answer. The Spanish announce table. What did you do uh, since last episode 250? I really honestly have not done much, Tom. I, um, I mean, I've done a lot, but it's all been boring stuff. We're still kind of, you know, just getting to some spring cleaning, as it were, maybe a little early, if that, if you will. How uh, was? Yeah. How are the dogs? So that since the last time we talked, your your dogs were in mm-hmm. a dog fight. So tell me, how are the dogs recovering? Is there any hesitation going outside? Any of that stuff? No, we've been Give taking them update. on walks. Every night when I get home from work, uh, my wife and I go on a walk back on our property here, and there's some big hills. And if you remember last week or so, it's been cold mm-hmm. as all get out. So we've been bundled up, hiking basically with these dogs. And I've been working with them on, on staying closer to us, right? Like they mm-hmm. get to still run around and roam, but coming back when, when called and that kind of stuff. And the the neighbor lady down there is letting us know when she's uh, letting her dog out and stuff like that. And she's keeping it in more. Um, and things like that. It's been getting better, right? And we're going to try to work with her dog. Uh, we're going to take our dogs and her dog on a walk. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Get them together. Well, wow. One at a time. Those kind of things. Right. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it, man. That's how you responsible dog ownership. Right? Well, good for you. Yeah. Um, good on you. Also, though, Ben, the last two weeks, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode, every week we've been going and doing bowling. Right, family. No, bowling, right? what? Mm-hmm. How's that going? Who's the I best bowler suck. in the family? I suck. We all have been trading off. Well, Nikki and I have been trading off. Although Hayden won one, uh, kind of when, um, you know, just I, we're still like I don't bowl right. So going up there, I maybe bowled. Maybe if if you told me I bowled thirty times in my life, I'd be like, wow, I'm impressed. Right, like I wouldn't have thought I bowled that much, right? So, okay, we're not good, right? But I mean, I I think I've gotten 130 a couple games and things like that, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Right. And then, um, uh, but then there's the games where you're just like, uh, whatever. We've been here already. This is like the fourth game. Ready? I was ready to go after the second, and you're like, oh yeah, cool. I got like an 84 on that or whatever. Right? You know what I mean? Like we're but it's all fun. You know what I mean? We're all just hanging out, bowling, just being like, all right, let's figure this out. And we've done it twice. Good. Right? So right. hopefully we'll get a little better at this, but we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah. Why? You you like a bowling league champion or something? What do you got out there? You yeah. You go out there and bowl like 250 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, really? I, I didn't know you had these yeah. like avid bowling skills. So my parents, uh, my mom and my stepdad, uh, like childhood memories for me is falling asleep on the ball return oh, and wow. okay. you know smelling of uh, Miller Light and popcorn because mm. we were sitting next to the concession stand. Mm. We would go bowling every Wednesday and Sunday, mm. and my brother is the my stepbrother uh, is the best bowler of the four of us. He's bowled uh, I think four three hundred games, one wow. of which he did drunk, which pisses me off. That's like fun. you're a, a schmuck if you can do it drunk, right? Like, right. well, you're not oh, a I schmuck. Punched, I mean, yeah. I punched him so hard in the chest when I found that out because you get a ring. You get a ring if you bowl a 300 game. And, oh, nice. And a competitive, like this is a competition, right? Nice. And okay, so my stepdad. This was this was even serious. Like he wasn't just showing up one day and like, no, oh, let me no, girl, no. Go, let me get a game. No, it's like a no. dollar, right? 
No, this is right. like we're showing up. We That's all have shoes. our shoes. We all have our our custom made balls that have uh, the fingering in there. That's a lot of fun talk right there. I by the way, I got them too. Uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my stepdad. My stepdad gets to the point where he shows up early enough before competition to see the oil pattern on the lanes. Like that's mm. the kind of bowler he is. Uh, he's 66 and he still bowls. Like he bowls every Saturday morning. He bowls in all these types of benefits and all that. So yeah, bowling in our household is a big thing. Now I'm probably, I'm I'm probably the third best out of four. My mom's probably the worst, but my mom has a hand injury, so like. It's, you know, because of the hand injuries that she can't do some of the things that we can. Uh, And the reason I would say I'm probably the worst of the men (laughs) is just because, like, I was like, you know what? I like basketball and basketball wasn't big in our family. So I went kind of more on the basketball trend and they kept with the bowling trend. Um, And I, I probably average a 215. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing crazy like, oh, my God, wow. I've never bowled a 300. Closest I got is I had nine. No, no, no. I had eight strikes in a row. Yeah, boom, boom, I, boom, 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 and then sucked it. Yeah, I think I've gotten maybe like I know for a fact in my life one time I think I max bowled a 150-something. If it got over <laughs> that, if there was a 160-something, yeah. uh, yeah, who the fuck knows how that happened. Um, but, God, I don't think I had bowled in yeah i mean maybe a decade um that that she, well, it's uh, definitely a, it's definitely a skill yeah that if not practice you will lose your mechanics quick the one i had from growing up uh like you had there was darts right so my mom right and sister mm-hmm. did the the singing in these like lounge singing bars and my parents did the things i always had a dart board um that's one where it's like riding a bicycle where i could still go up and now if somebody was actively playing a lot now, you right, know what yeah, I mean? They'd yeah, probably yeah. still roast me. But, like, if you came over, you'd like, let's got, do darts. Right. I'd be like, okay, all right, cool. Right? Like, so, and who knows? Maybe yeah, not. I don't see, know. It's been where, a decade since I've done that, too. Who knows? I'd probably throw it against the damn wall at this point. Uh, who knows? Well, oh. and so that's where we differ is because if you told me that I played 30 games of darts, I would say, really, that many? Because I don't know the rules. Mm. I don't know the scoring. I just go like, hey, should I hit this bullseye? Let's do it again. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm oh, I spent countless hours just throwing darts at a, at a wall before there was, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Before we had all the cool stuff kids got now, right? I, there was, before there was a device for me to just stare into at all times. Um, what uh that's about the you know the gist of it uh working mm-hmm. a lot around the house and working and then we did some bowling man so what's up with you so uh emily and i had our third year anniversary uh last night march 5th uh we went to a restaurant here in the crossroads area called novel first time she N-O- didn't run away from you huh that's neat. v-e-l well you know what's fun is i text message her because it's also the third year anniversary of when nate diaz beat mm-hmm. conor mcgregor mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i will i will text her uh photos from that fight as a happy anniversary I, I <laughs> we didn't watch talking. the fight together yeah. we actually yeah ended the date early and then we did other things we both watched the fight but we watched it at separate is, viewing parties. Is this, um, was Emily the one you went to almost went to a Trump rally with? Was that you? 
Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so our our third date, I think it was our third date, was we went to see a movie at the Alamo Draft House, yes. which was down the street from the Uptown Theater mm-hmm. in which Trump was doing uh, a Kansas City rally. Pre-election. And that was, yeah, pre-election. Mm-hmm. And that was when... Uh, also on that day, down the street at Sprint Center was the Big 12 Championship. Mm-hmm. So you had like, Iowa State sucks. Can you can suck a dick. Well, fuck Trump. <laughs> I love Trump. And we we're just like, we just want to see a movie. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like this, yeah, we had this, con- this, uh, this like hodgepodge collage of just yelling one-liners and then it just turned into like fuck trump well fuck ku yeah well fuck that as well like it just was like and all these things just everywhere it was crazy that that was the most memorable dates i've been on well cool so okay so so this time was yeah we went to yeah third third year anniversary went to novel uh fantastic restaurant uh, it's one of those trendy, like, you get a small plate, you know. It was good. Fantastic food, good atmosphere, uh, great dessert. Ooh, I had an upside-down pineapple cake with lime ice cream. It's pretty good. I'm a chocolate guy, though. I'll tell you this. One thing that these fancy restaurants need to, like, realize, don't get crazy with your desserts. Like, I got crazy with that one because it was an anniversary. But if I'm going dessert at a restaurant – like, give me death by chocolate. Like, that's all I need. All you know, right. I don't, yeah, I, I don't need that. this. Mm-hmm. I don't need this like infusion, apricot, uh, mango, Go orange, on. vanilla. No, yeah. just fucking chocolate. And again, guess what? You can put on top of that more chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. How about this chocolate cake? And then you put chocolate ice cream on top of that. That's yeah. all. I'm good. Just I want a stomach sure ache later that night, right? I want to like, shit I want a sugar rush. For... Yeah, I want a sugar rush where I. I could jump out of the building. Right. Yeah. I'm a huge chocolate and mark myself too, man. I, I go nuts for it. Like if, if yeah, if mm-hmm. I'm at a restaurant and I'm looking for the chocolate on the dessert menu, right? The one with the drizzling chocolate yep. on the brownie with the hot fudge mm-hmm. pouring out yep. of it. Right. With the white chocolate yeah. also drizzled on it. I'm like, yes, that I want the heart clogger 45, 72, right? That's better than the 35, 69, Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, to the point where when I go for like, you know, main course menus, you know, I, I skip it. I just go to the dessert. I'm like, what do we got for dessert? All right, I'm, Fuck, really? We're yeah, going we with. We got to go to a different restaurant. Yeah, we're going with pistachio oranges. Yeah. Fuck off. That's you know? right I don't there. Want that, and then you but... make up an excuse because, you know, like she, she's not going to leave just because of the dessert menu. Is right? You got to be yeah. like, ah, silverware is dirty. We got to go. No. Oh, yeah. I here. think I see a hair in the Yeah, I think I, I saw, saw a hair in someone else's food. Yep. Right. Yeah. Saw roach. That, yeah, that exactly. Saw roach. fucking pulled a wedgie out of her ass. We're out of here. Yep, we're done. I think yep. she sneezed on uh, someone's food. That's yep. our wedgie. We're going to Red Bye. Robin. Red Robin. Yep. I, don't, I don't even know what their dessert menu is. <laughs> oh, going to Wendy's. Oh. Hey, quick question. Yeah. Speaking now that we're on food, and we'll get to the wrestling here in a little bit. Do you, are you a fries and frosty guy or are you a frosty by itself oh frosty by itself yeah you don't put fries in your frosty nah oh that salt and sweet is so i've never been a fan of that salt and sweet thing i don't i don't Mm. like it now i will say this though Mm. one thing because you know living with emily i can't watch pro wrestling 24 7 so i have to make concessions and say like you get the remote you know uh Oh, you allow So it. I've been watching. 
Right. Yeah, I allow it. You good. Know. Good for yeah. you. There you go, miss. Um, that's that's very that's good of you. It's gentlemanly. But we watch a lot of Food Network. Like that's a good common yes. like. Hey, I like food. And yep. She likes food. All that. But one thing these food shows need to like get the fuck off of. Very similar to how I say like, just give me death by chocolate. I don't need now. I like the salt and sweet with the fries and the frosty, but I hate when they're like to balance this. You could have used a bright note or for a flavor profile. You could have put uh, more of a charcoal. Uh, think of a meat that you could have added. Right. No, sometimes you just need one thing and you can double up on it. You know, like that makes it good. You don't have to have this. It's not a fucking rainbow that has to have every color. It's food. You just eat it, you know, chocolate. Yeah, I want chocolate and chocolate. And if you think it's too chocolatey, that's the fucking point. <laughs> Turn it up to 11, baby. That's how we yeah. do it over here at the wrestling fan exactly. world. I don't need three. I need five of these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You keep putting chocolate that, I tell you to stop the chocolate. Right. But I don't want three of these things. I need five of these things, which is that. transition into the news. Into the news. <laughs> so... As this is a pro wrestling podcast, we will inform you on the news of the week. And we're going to start it off with unfortunate news. And that is at the age of 61, WWF legend, pro wrestling legend, King Kong Bundy has passed away. Now, Tim, I say King Kong Bundy. And you think what? What what are the first few thoughts in your brain? I have a weird mental picture whenever King Kong Bundy is brought up and it's the same as you know before he died as after is that like my first wrestling memory that like I can that I know is that you know what I mean that was like introductory to what wrestling was was Hogan and Bundy in the cage right Mm -hmm. so he's forever ink stamped on my brain in that moment right like oh man this monster and then from then on was never really seemingly anybody I took seriously after that. You know what I mean? Like in, mm-hmm. in, in any yeah, real, you know what I mean? Like, I, and he kind of proved himself to be a bit of a, you know what I mean? A loud mouth at oh, times yeah. and things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just kind of crass mm-hmm. and stuff. So he never really endeared himself over that, but he's always there in the, in the memory right now. I say all that not to disrespect the man. Obviously, I mean, he put in a lot of time and is in moments like that and probably mm-hmm. meant, way more than that to others, right? And did right. a lot of work in the industry and brought a lot of mainstream media attention to it anyway, right? I mean, he was on Married with Children, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that? So that's where, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I go is because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit younger than you. And so the WrestleMania two, uh, you know, Steel Cage, I don't remember. I just right. don't. Where I remember him is appearing on Married with Children because I remember thinking, okay, so if you're – appearing on a show outside of the bubble. Now that's not what my brain was saying, but like it was appearing outside of WWF programming. This is something different. My brain went to, well, then this guy has to be like the top villain or the top baby face. And really at that time he was still a marquee name and you know, he was still, I think he was involved with like a million dollar man, Ted DiBiase's kind of crew and you know, things like that. But he really wasn't the marquee guy. But, at, but because he was on Married with Children, which is a show that my family watched, I was like, oh, guys, like this is the man. Yeah, and you know, I'm a kid. I don't know the difference. Right. Um, 
So, yeah, I think of them with married with children. And then as I, you know, became a wrestling snob and I wanted to know the ins and outs of pro wrestling. One thing that I always think of with him is that, you know, if you think of WrestleMania three as really like the the rocket to the moon for WWF, like taking over. Right. Like WrestleMania one was a gamble. It hit WrestleMania two. You know, I had Bundy in the cage. Kind of shaky. Right. They did the three locations. But then. Mania 3, 93,000, Hogan, Andre were, you know, the rest is written in history, right? Right. Right. But the thing that I think of is that Andre wrestled small people. (laughs) If you remember his match, or excuse me, not Andre, uh, Bundy. Bundy wrestled small people on that show. And I just think, like, maybe that's why he was a little bit of a jerk later on in his life is, you know, one of the greatest shows of all time. And people, like, talk, talk about, you know steamboat savage and obviously hogan slamming andre and then they go and what did you do and he goes so there was this three foot guy and another three foot guy and i just threw him around and like it was the piss break yeah it was like a piss break match and so it was the big show moment right uh the other thing that i think about with bundy is you know and now he's passed away so that's unfortunate but you know he's not in the wwe hall of fame that's right like he, he's not in there now, as we've both mentioned, you know, he was uh, very opinionated. So I feel like he will be, though. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's just unfortunate. I, I always dislike when it's like, well, they're really controversial. Well, they're dead. Well, now we can put them in. Yeah. I just that always puts a sour taste in my mouth because it's like, yeah, he would have been good. You're so, doing this. Somebody to have this year if he was alive. You know what I mean? You'd be like, right. Oh, cool, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. King Kong Bundy, he main evented a WrestleMania, like right there. That has, yeah, you know. That's, that's Hall of Fame material, right? Like, even if right. that was, you know what I mean? Unless that was all you really did, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but, know. yeah, that's that's one thing I think of is him being such a, you know, name in pro wrestling that, you know, now, unfortunate, he didn't get that last moment of being recognized, right? S- standing up there and his peers or, you know, his um uh pupils i guess i don't know what that term is but you know people after contemporaries. him contemporaries contemporaries you know uh acknowledging like what he did and so yes. that's sad true but yeah but transition mm-hmm. that gets us into the second news story of the week and it was announced by WWE, which I want to point out something after I make this announcement uh, that was really dumb. But it was announced that the newest inductee to the 2019 WWE Hall of Fame is one Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, yeah. Women's Revolution, right? I, I had forgot Tori Wilson existed until I saw this announcement that Tori Wilson's going into the Hall of Fame. And I was like, oh. Oh, We live different lives because I definitely remembered everything about Tori Wilson. Well, I remember Tori Wilson, don't get me wrong. But I never thought about Tori Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I was not watching as heavily as – in this time frame where she was a much bigger deal. I was. Mm-hmm. So I get it because I do know she was a bigger deal. And I, you know what I mean? I know what she means to some people. Uh, wasn't she, she also like, she was with Kidman for a while, right? 
Yeah, she dated Kidman for the longest time. And right. then she also dated uh, – now, this was after she had retired from the wrestling business, but she dated Alex Rodriguez for a while, too. Remember WrestleMania 28 in Miami, John Cena makes his uh, – uh, you know, uh, run down the aisle and then he gives a good salute to uh, old A-Rod and Tori that was sitting uh, ringside. Yeah, I do remember that now. That's right. And one of the flares, <laughs> right? The One of the flare kids, the one that died? David Flair. Yeah, the one that, no, the one that's still alive. The, the one that first tried wrestling and sucked. Yeah. And that was before kid. <laughs> yeah, he sucked. Man, yeah. he was bad. All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, he was very bad. Yeah. But it was also, he was thrusted in there, you know, with the power plant training and nothing else. So, but here's, okay. So yeah. One thing that I thought is just comically stupid when they made the announcement is Michael Cole on raw said, and and so they're like uh, ESPN W, which is the women's uh, publication of ESPN magazine announced that Tori Wilson was in the WWE 2019 hall of fame. Right. Which is great. Cool. Awesome. And maybe it's just phrasing that gets on my nerves because I've kind of had a, just a crap week, like as far as work and things like that. Okay. But getting Michael fired. Cole, no, I'm not getting fired. Um, but Michael Cole states, thanks to ESPNW for the scoop about Tori Wilson going into the Hall of Fame. And I just wanted to go, you fucking idiot. You work for the company. Yeah. The, ESPN the company only, tell you. Only could have got that from you. Not you yeah, directly, only Michael Cole, the guy but... from your boss. Why is it your boss telling you about the moves they're making? Anyhow, that's a phrasing like little thing. Mm-hmm. Going to specifically Tory Wilson's induction into the Hall of Fame, I think it's warranted, right? When I think of early two thousands, especially that invasion time when WCW and ECW were integrating into the WWE, right? Some of the people that made it, Booker T. And this is just my opinion, but it was like it was Booker T, Lance Storm to a to a lesser degree, Rob Van Dam, Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson. Like those were the ones that kind of kept staying after that invasion thing kind of died off. Right. Yeah. That's really what I wasn't really watching. (laughs) Right. And so invasion killed it for me. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't done well, but uh and, and tweet the table. There were other names, obviously, but I'm just saying those are some of the names sure. that made That's it the past. Big, the, right. They, that were the focal points of, of the show at that point. Right. Yeah. They made it past the Ziax uh, and Buff Bagwells of the world that tried their shot at WWE. That's what I'm getting at. But I definitely think she's warranted because she was in a lot of main event storylines on both Raw and SmackDown, right? Yes. People are saying it's controversial, and I think they're saying it's controversial because – and this is how I've always taken it. When we talk now about how bad women's pro wrestling was, we talk about instances at WrestleMania 19 when Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson are in a pillow fight with the Bud Light girls. That's a real thing. Go look it up. 19, 2003. I think it's also we talk about Tori Wilson in the bra and panties match and then dousing herself in water and then doing the stink face to Candice Michelle or whoever it was. Right. Right. Like when we talk about the women being held down, it feels like it's really that we're talking about all the shit that Tori Wilson did when she was the top girl in WWE. And so I think that's where like Mm – 
you know, we're trying so hard to get away from the stigma and then we're just going to put her in really. But you also have to realize like if it wasn't for her, there was really no women's thing happening, right? Like if she doesn't do the bikini competition against Sable, women might not be on that pay-per-view or right. if she's not doing the brawn panties match against Trish Stratus or whatever it is, you know, she's not like women's wrestling might not be on SmackDown or whatever it is, you know? So I think she is deserving, but I understand the timing of like women are going to main event WrestleMania and let's remind you of what they used to do. Yeah. Well, but you've also got to think, okay. So yes, I, when we look back at the time, whatever the time was may not work today. We may think, you know, how dare we do that back then, but we can still, you know what I mean? Like honor someone's accomplishments of, of the, you know what I mean? The performance that they did. I mean, that was asked of them and it was a success then. Um, you know what I mean? So like, what are you going to, I don't know. just seems weird, right. To hold that now to today's standards, right? Like you're saying, I mean, of course you should go, you know, like I, I don't, yeah, and, she was over. I mean, and if we're wanting a woman every year, then uh, here it is. Eventually those girls got to go, right? Like you only got so many, like go hard in the ring <laughs> ones that are available. So but that's what we're left and look, with, I guess. Hey, you know, one thing that I, I will say is, as a 33-year-old pro wrestling fan is pro wrestling has grown up exactly with me, right? So as I'm a kid, it's the cartoon characters of the Million Dollar Man and over-the-top characters like Hulk Hogan, right? Then I get into my teenage years, and that's the Attitude Era. That's the NWO and DX and stuff. And then as I get a little bit older to where I can make my own purchases and stuff, that's when you get... Uh, Tori Wilson and Playboy and all of those things. And so it's like, yeah, no, that perfectly makes sense for my life. Like this is growing up exactly how I grew up. Like I, I had both of those Playboys that she was in cause it was awesome, you know, and she was great. And I don't care that she did the bra and panties match when I was 17, 16 or whatever I was at that time. Like that's what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Right. So shut it, you know? They paid her. She didn't, you know, she could have said no, I, I assume. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, well, she's going to accept this award, so. Right, yeah. And she's going to take Keck, and she's going to try her best, so. So, side note with this, the ceremony, rumors of all the, you know, there's supposed to be a lot of changes. They're going to shorten some people's times. And also that they may not be doing inductions. Have you heard anything about anybody in, being inducted by anyone? No, I haven't. Exactly. They may be cutting those out to try to shave some time down. Because they were discussing, like, some people's induction ceremonies took 30 goddamn minutes. That's true. That is very true. I, I, hadn't, I haven't no, noticed that. I always thought it was always like they announced, you know, said talent that gets into the Hall of Fame. And then two weeks later, it's, right. and by the way, so that's what I was kind of waiting on. But I also haven't, yeah, I've noticed that no one has. If... The other thing I want to say that I remember at Tori Wilson, besides those Playboys and all of her awesome brawn panties matches, uh, whatever, suck it. I liked them. Um, is her dog. Remember, she had that dog that she would always carry too mm-hmm. on Raw. I I like that because I like dogs. What Anyhow, the, what was the storyline with her dad? Oh, Al. Don Marie killed Al by banging him, yeah. banged him to death, and then That's remember. Don Marie tried to like make out with Tori Wilson and she's like, this is uncomfortable. I was like, it's not. 
<laughs> no, see, I, I did not see any of that like ever like as it was happening. I think I got. Oh, it was later. so stupid. But yeah, when you say like after the break, we're going to join Don Marie in a hotel room in her underwear with Tori Wilson in her underwear, and I'm 16 or 17 You're years gonna old. Stay tuned. I'm going to stay tuned. I'll watch every 1 800 collect commercial took, you have. Took the batteries out of the fucking remote, man. I ain't even... Yeah. I, yeah. I threw the remote out the window. I'm watching this all night. Right. Yeah. I ain't even going to give myself the fucking option, man. I'm staying tuned. <laughs> yeah. I called the power company to make sure that the fucking lines are safe for a windstorm uh, <laughs> who would you who would you have induct because you know we we try to always do this right who would you have induct tory wilson um uh, katie vick um <laughs> her right? dad can we do that i'm back from the dead can we do that uh, <laughs> can we do that i don't know if we can it's wwe right we can do whatever we want yeah we do whatever we want Right, um, geez, I don't even know, huh? Who? Maybe Stacy Keebler, I guess. I well, that's what I was thinking. I I think of I think if Stacy Keebler goes in, Tori Wilson should induct her, and I think Tori Wilson now that she is going in, I think Stacy Ke- like those two. I think of synonymous. Like they they came up at the same time at the end of WCW. They came over to WWE. They kind of started from the bottom, then they made their way to the top. Like I said, they did yeah. a ton of those bra and panties and all that type of weird matches together. So I feel like they have a ton of road stories that they could, you know, be relatable on. Yeah. And I think Stacy Keebler still has that name recognition, right? Yeah. Like it's a celebrity. It's still a little bit. I still want the induction ceremonies. I don't want them to cut those out because that's a great story to be told by somebody else's perspective. Right. Which is a big yeah, part of I'm... honoring the, you got to do it. Here's what they need to do is slow down on the goddamn number of people you're inducting each year. I keep saying this all the time. There's your problem. Problem yeah. solved right there. Then it's not a 17-hour fucking ceremony if you only induct four fucking people, right? Yeah. Like that's what. Yeah, and I DX agree. You count as one, only... so your time better be fucking. You know what I mean? Split. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I agree. I I think yeah, the induction is some of the best part because you know are they going to get is the induction are going to rib the talent right or are they going to be sentimental and we're going to find out that this talent had a different side that we never knew and mm-hmm. yada 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 yeah the induction sometimes is better than the speech itself I, yeah, yeah i like it got, i hope they don't get rid of it yeah, if you got somebody going in who can't fucking speak well mm-hmm. uh, the induction generally is better in fact that's why they would plan certain people to induct some right right definitely whatever i don't know uh, what else? You got anything before we head out? On, That's on news? it. Any little quick hits or anything like that or any, and none of that? No. No, you know. no, I think good. Okay. All right. We will take a break then. We're going to come back and we're going to cover – we'll cover the week that was insofar as we're going to talk about Fastlane coming up. We're going to make some predictions. And in that, we're going to obviously talk about the storylines surrounding the matches. So it will all work out well and efficient. We're all about efficiency here on the Spanish announce table, if you weren't aware of that, through 251 regular goddamn episodes. Uh, but we'll do that. Fastlane, WWE Fastlane. Predictions when we return to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, Earth is the only known planet where fire can burn. No other planets have enough oxygen. The Spanish announce table. That's the worst, man. Anytime something's like weird and you don't know what's wrong, you're immediately like, fuck, I'm going to have cancer and be dead in four months. Yep. Like, that's just, that's my life now. That's how it happens. That's how the cookie crumbles. Like, God damn it. I'm one of those statistics now. Fuck. Fuck me. And they're like, 
you need a fucking Zantac and a Seven Up. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Oh, so it's just a sprain. Take okay. a Claritin, dumbass. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, it's fucking April in Kansas, man. Take a fucking. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, oh, we are recording. It looks like hey. we make sure the audio tape is rolling. And there we are. So, Tom. Yes. We have another WWE Network special event. Another one. Right? It's, and it is right next to WrestleMania. Again, right? they just keep cramming these things in here. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know what? At this point, fine. If you can only tell stories for two weeks, then tell two week stories and let's just keep them rolling. And then you got to have a payoff, right? So let's do a fucking. We're going to do a. A special event every three weeks from here on out. What do you think? And then, yeah, and then we're going to get tired that we've seen this matchup already. Well, mm-hmm. it's because yeah. you saw it three months ago, and every which third was 10 storylines ago. Every third one's going to have an NXT takeover. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's roll. How the business model is. This one does not. Oh, and an NXT UK on every second one. Yep. We yeah. Got this. And a 205 live on every first one. There you go. And then we're buying Impact. We're going to throw one on there. All right. Kickoff match, Tom. You ready for this one? Rey uh, Mysterio we'll what is it? versus Andrade. Now, this storyline has been told around our truth and even segued while our uh, truth storyline went its own way, too. They did a nice little intermixing there with the whole Rusev, or not Rusev, mm-hmm. excuse me, um, the um, uh, Joe, Samoa Joe, the, the, um, <laughs> the R Truth. And then the Andrade and Rey Mysterio. I, I kind of liked how that all played out. I did, except for, as I've mentioned, since Rey's come back, it feels like the mm. only storyline that we've seen him tell, besides the Randy Orton quick one where it was, you know, hey, this rehashed from re- 2006, is again, Rey Mysterio must wrestle the other Mexican wrestler. And this is just same rinse and repeat. So I'm not interested. It's going to be great, right? As far as like if I'm there live and I'm sitting and I paid my ticket and you're going to give me the first match, that's awesome, right? Like how many times can you say the – especially post WCW that like the pay-per-view kicked off with Rey Mysterio. Like that's pretty cool. It is. And, you know, a lot of that may be Rey Mysterio's fault, right? Like, it may be, like, guys that he has some kind of tie to or somebody he knows yeah, or somebody he really just, wants to work with. And they both are like, yeah, of course, right? And then so they go back and forth. And who's going to tell them no, right? So right. maybe, I don't know. And that's all conjecture. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. And maybe they're being forced to. Maybe they hate it. I don't know. Um, but you're right. It does come off as, like, oh, some okay, of Mysterio's, this guy yeah, again. Some of Rey Mysterio's right. best matches and stories – have come from people outside of the little bubble, right? Like his debut uh, feud with Kurt Angle. That was pretty fucking cool. Guess what? Kurt Angle's not a Mexican luchador. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just saying it just feels like we could do more, especially with Rey Mysterio and the stature Mm -hmm. that he has. We could tell different stories other than the one Mexican wrestler wants to make his name off of the legacy that is Rey Mysterio. With that all being said, I think it's a kickoff match. So I'm going Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's right, because it's kickoff. I was going to say Andrade with the help of Selena, but um, I'll, I'll just say that, right? We'll be different. How about that? Mm-hmm. Raw Tag Team Championships. <clears throat> the Revival. 
versus Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Gable and Rude. Uh, So here's the first question. Well, here's the first question. Mm -hmm. What brand are Ricochet and Alistair Black on? All. So what the hell? All of them. They've said they've even kind of said that all of them. Why? What makes them that special? Because fuck you. Seth Rollins, I would want to see on all three brands more than them. No, fuck you. These two guys, they have nothing in common, except that they were on NXT, but now they're on all brands. So that doesn't even work anymore. So fuck you. They're a team, and you'll like them. You'll cheer them. Now, I will say this. (laughs) One thing that, like, I, I typically like the revival type of teams, right? Where they have a name, it makes sense. They look like they have a common interest. You know, that's a traditional team. I'm not, with that being said though, I'm not the biggest anti, like this team was just thrown together. Like, okay, as long as they tell me a story, I don't give a shit, right? right? Like I have, I have weird looking friends too, like Aleister Black. Like we could be a tag team, right? Um, One thing though that I do want to mention that we didn't get into the news just because you never know with injuries what's real, what's fake. Uh, One reason you haven't been seeing Tommaso Ciampa, who got called Mm -hmm. up alongside Aleister Black and Ricochet, is uh, apparently tomorrow, uh, March 7th, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is going to have neck surgery and will be out, quote, a significant amount of time. Now again, is this a John Cena thing where he's back in three weeks or is this well, a real long well, no, injury so wwe put out what it was and i i don't have it in front of me again we don't fact check uh but it Never. was uh, some kind of spinal fusion but they said the typical recovery for a typical person is four to six weeks but they stressed this was not wwe's thing this was somebody talking about this kind of surgery mm-hmm. they stressed pro wrestling is not the typical person you know i mean like the person's recovery here Mm -hmm. so he won't be back in six weeks from this thing and wwe has now become very cautious with neck injuries yeah and as they should right like right especially with the with the overflow of talent that they could just Mm -hmm. pick from outside of the people that they have and the and the talents right well, and also that the talent doesn't have to go back to those like 1980s days where if you don't work, you don't get paid. Like there's money that they can still make while they recover. So yes. it's not as if they're just asked out. Right. Yeah. And the thing like that is, is Ciampa, they'll, they'll, they'll give him an opportunity again whenever he could come back. It may not be the same spot right. he had, but he's going to get another shot at it. And he's the kind of guy that I, you know what I mean? That they probably have faith in and I do too that would have stuff ready to go right he'd have some ideas he'd have some plans he'll probably be switched up somehow looking different like he's that kind of dude right like he just just come across that way which is entertaining go figure yes um so we'll see back to this match definitely months right definitely months he's out right i mean again i don't know well so that's why we didn't really cover in the news because you never know but this here the 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 the, the problem I have, now they just, again, threw Gable and Rude back in on it at the last minute here. Like, oh, yeah, these guys, too. Remember them? Remember because of what happened? So, but before that, it was Revival and Black and Ricochet. Uh, Blackishay, right? And before mm-hmm. uh, yeah, before Blackishay's beating up on the Revival left and right. And I'm like, all right, man. We finally were like, all right, Revival, here, right? Here's tag team titles. We get it. Don't leave. Right, like mm-hmm. everybody likes you, 
and we give them the titles, and then I'm like, not everybody does like you, right? Like, you guys are kind of boring. And then Black and Ricochet, Blackishay come in here, and they're just beating them up, and I'm like, why should I care about the tag? To, like, this is just, I I don't know. Like, well, these I guys mean, are just paired together out of no, like, like you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, I mean, there could be a story. The, the thing that is always irritating to me is there could be a story that could be told, you know, once you finally – like, it's it's hard to win a championship, but it's even harder to retain a championship. And so there could be a story that could be told if you actually cared where, you know, the Revival got to the main roster and they, you know – clawed scratched and you fought their way to become champions but now they realize that becoming the champion was the easy part staying the champion is now the harder part but they don't tell that story they They just say like blackashay is beating them up and that's where you go like what you said well then who the hell cares this thing is just a hot potato and we're just gonna throw it around to whoever it sticks on well and they don't do that enough with tag or with any titles right like Mm -hmm. um some like not everybody like everybody's got to have a couple of of victories we know after somebody wins a title they're not probably losing that for the next pay-per-view even the next one likely right especially Unless a significant title right yeah especially uh, more often than not right there's a few exceptions yeah. Mm-hmm. right yeah yeah uh truth things like that yeah. right like i mean there's gonna be those right but for the most part they don't do a whole lot of that right like the it won the title lost it right away because it's hard here right now like everybody's realize, good yeah, this is hard yeah everybody's now, now that it's on my back i didn't realize how good like how hard this is right that could be an interesting story but where i get frustrated with this is so blackishay is beating up the revival right okay blackishay and the revival maybe blackishay has the revival's number you could say that story too right where revival can beat every tag team on raw except for blackishay because the styles make fights and this fight is just a style they can't win right but then the very next night again like you said they're on all three brands blackishay just beats the bar up well so we're, yeah. we're saying this this tag team that again I'm not against just thrown together tag teams, but we don't understand the reasoning of the tag team, but this unreasonable tag team can beat so far every tag team, right? Yeah. Like they can beat every tag team on NXT. They're if dominating they to. two brands they're, right now. They're dominating two brands of tag teams. So this just, Hey, we're cool together. Yeah. What happened? Just the greatest tag team. They were at catering one time and we're like, man, never been a tag champ you know like yeah me neither like really i you want to give it a guy you want to give it a shot man like yeah let's let's go all right cool yeah and then they realize they're just the fucking best get the fuck out of here i don't right. like it it's now a weird it would story. be the, yeah the story would be and again we talked about the injury so maybe that's what they went with and now well, they're just going with the backup even plan what but i just was, said is more of a story then they've given us, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> they've given no story. Yeah. But it would be cooler, and again, because of the injury, we don't know, but if DIY, which was a tag team, they have a name, they under, they have a reasoning to be together, if that was the tag team that was beating up the Revival and the bar, you could say, like, man, this is one of the best tag teams of all time. They're the NXT, former NXT champions. Uh, Ciampa's the NXT heavyweight right. champion. Now they're beating the bar. Now they're beating well, uh maybe Revival. that was what was going to happen. Right. And so this is plan B. But again, 
okay, you went with plan B. Let's just hypothetically say that we peeked behind the curtain and that's what we know. But tell me why Blackishay is something besides yeah. one sits down and is kind of cool. Like it, it's a believable character. Yeah. I can't tell the difference but, between whoever he is and Aleister Black. It seems like the same person. Sure. And then, and then also uh, Flippy's awesome Ricochet. Like, uh, well, it, give me from, some story, man. One's from, one's from Holland. And one's from fucking Kentucky. Like, I don't, there's nothing here. Yeah, the, what is the, what is the tie? What is the thing? Did you guys happen to be traveling buddies and that's where the friendship blossomed from? Like, you have to tell me something. That's why I don't care. But going back to this, the revival win. They were both at Burger King and, and ordered the same thing and realized they both like a double Whopper with no tomatoes. They were both sitting in a tree, and they realized they could both land a backflip, and they're like, we could be a tag team. They both can parallel park perfectly the first time, and they were like, that means we've got to go dominate the tag team divisions. Or, full circle, they were both bowling at the same bowling alley, and they both had a strike at the same time, made eye contact, realized we're soulmates, let's go be tag champs. That's it. We figured it out. We booked there it, it is. They're going to reveal that. At Fessling. Fessling, but who do you got? Oh, yeah, we got to pick this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had Revival after all of that. Yeah, I think that's what happens here. This is a way to save Blackishay, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Well, revival... revival can pin, yeah, Revival can pin Gable and Rude. Gable. Yep, they'll pin Gable. Gable's taking this pin. He shouldn't, oh. but here's what they're going to do. Rude might, but here's what they're going to do, right? The Revival is going to be the tag champ, so they're not going to take a pin. Uh, or, or, you know I mean? They're not going to pin Blackishay, right? We're not going to pin the Revival. We're not going to give them the title, so Revival's got to win somehow. So they're going to pin Rude or Gable. Rude would even be like, oh, I'll do it, right? Like, even if, I'm imagining yeah, this, yeah. right, from based mm-hmm. on what we know about these people. But Gable's the new guy, right? Like, they're going to be looking at those two, and they're going to be like, yeah, all right, we'll take that under consideration. If this works like any other kind of corporate entity, that's how WWE typically works, and that's how, you know what I mean, every business kind of works. So, like, sure, fucking new guys doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. And keep Gable in your mind, because I will be bringing him up later in this uh, mm-hmm. segment. You have him. I have him, and I also have your A in English. We got to go on a date. Yeah, I got that beer. I got those beer coupons, I know, remember? I know. I need to figure out. I think the wife needs to babysit somebody sometime. Maybe that's a good, I think on like a Friday night coming up soon. Hey. I'll keep you in mind. I'll let you know. All see right. Cool. See if your calendar's booked. It ain't. Uh, it ain't. Yeah, I know. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me check. My, yeah, I'm free. Always available. Smackdown. I might be free. Why don't you just check with me that night. Just check with me, please. Yeah. Please check yeah. with me. Please. Smackdown women's champion, Asuka, taking on Mandy Rose because, you know, Why? Well, she beat her. She did beat her. That is a story, right? True. That is true. So there is that. There is that. So at least you got that. Now, why did she have that match? We don't really know why, but she did. Right. Okay. Asuka's only lost like five times. This is one of the five. She has to avenge that loss. I get it. I'm worried they give this one to Mandy Rose here because I think they're just high on her for some reason. Yeah, I think Mandy Rose pulls this down. Mandy Rose gets it with Sonya Deville. The shenanigans. She gets to torture Naomi. Yep. 
That's her first get, title defense. She gets to beat Naomi. That'll be fun. They won't do that. Mm-hmm. We get a will. triple threat of Asuka, Naomi, and Mandy Rose's champ at WrestleMania. There you go. Yeah. Actually, we do a fatal four-way where no one dies, but Sonya Deville gets thrown in there as like the muscle to like be the buffer for Mandy Rhodes to make sure that she doesn't lose. Right. Um, to, to protect her yeah, baby. So, yeah. Right. Isn't that funny? A fatal four-way, but no one ever yeah, dies. And, and, yeah, no fatalities. Owen ever. Hart wasn't in a fatal four-way that day, was he? Oh. Was that a... What was that? Was it just a match, right? Was it a tag team it's match? Just a match. Blue a, Blazer. Nope. He's facing the Godfather, I believe. One on one. The Godfather. Yep. Right. All due respect. Mm-hmm. WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. That's a thing. Snooker Jacks taking on Sasha Banks and Bailey. This is the first. Is this the first actual title? Def- I, I, they may what? Did yes. they do an actual yes. title defense on Raw or SmackDown or something? No, it's maybe? the actual first time. Okay. So they're still going to find a way to win. Then I don't think they're taking it off them right away, right? Side note. Why does it always look like when the opponent's music hits, Tamina Snuka is fucking shocked? Like, you know what you're doing it. Yeah. There by now. Yeah. Like, why are you like, oh! Right. When you're going out for a match, right? When you're doing a promo, Tamina, that's okay. the reaction we right. want. But when, when Sasha Banks' music hits and you go, oh! I thought we had Bruce Pritchard back. can he go tell her to do this? Yeah. I just yeah. don't Bruce? get it. it Bruce. I don't get it. Bruce, By get the way, here. if you believe the internet rumors, peeling back the curtain and just looking behind it for a quick second, apparently the first segment that Bruce Pritchard produced was that Batista segment. Mm-hmm. Thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. If that's true, who knows? Yeah, Dave well, Meltzer's liar sometimes. Side note: since this isn't happening at at Fastlane, unless maybe something happens at Fastlane, mm-hmm. um, Triple H's promo. Yeah, Batista let's get into that. Yeah, think? let's take a let's take a quick halftime uh-huh. from uh-huh. our Fastlane picks and get into one of the stories that will not be a part of Fastlane as we think it will be uh, as far as the announced matches. So here's I love the first segment, right? We talked about it. We praised it. The 70th birthday party for Ric Flair. Yes. Thought it was perfect. Here is where I get f- I, I'm the evolution of pro wrestling is now it needs to stop in my opinion with storytelling with this in regards to, so let me back up, you know, back in the eighties, everyone was an overblown character, right? It was over the top. Uh, like I said, million dollar man was a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then we got into an evolution of like, you know, who really runs this Vince McMahon, which is, it's a shoot, right? Vince McMahon really runs the WWF or WWE. Right. And so we peeled back the curtain and then everyone was invested, right? Stone Cold was beating up the actual boss of the WWF or you know WWE, right? Right. But now I feel like we're jumping the shark with our storytelling where Triple H says like Ric Flair is a character, Richard Flair or however he said it, and I'm not sure how, but it is the man. And he even said this a couple different times when he said Dave, which I like the little like we use the real name, right? Because sure. it gives elements. But then he he jumped the shark, in my opinion, with the you're not going to face the character. He said that he goes, you're not going to face the character when you look at me face to face. So then what are we doing? I know. I know. So is the is the I, is I, the super kick 
a shoot? Because it's not. I think what he meant to do there is call Triple H a character, right? Right. Right? The persona that is Triple H is a character that I, yeah, you know, am and was, but that's not what this is now. That's not what I'm doing here. This isn't a promo for that. This isn't a moment for that. This is... I'll come do it right now in this suit and beat the shit out of you, right? Like well, I think now, that's so what he meant. I hope, right? I hope, but, but however, two segments kind of contradict that. Where uh, Colin Jost or however you say his name, the SNL guy yeah. backstage is it goes Jost? to Braun Strowman? Yeah, where, but he goes to Braun Strowman and he goes, "Well, isn't this fake?" Right. And then they do the fakest thing they've done. They did in the whole episode. And Braun Strowman picks him up by the throat. They go to commercial, come back, and he's still there. And we're supposed to assume that Colin is one conscious because he would go unconscious being choked, and two, he's just fine. Like he just talks as soon as he's let down. So you you said, is this fake? And then you do the fakest thing possible. But again, it's that one thing where we're saying, like, aren't you guys all characters where we're peeling back that curtain again? And then the third segment where they did this asinine thing, in my opinion, is then Ronda Rousey goes, we all know that if I wanted to, if this was real, I would break Charlotte and Becky in a second. And then that's when I go, like, okay, okay, so let's – like you're going down a stupid path because if right. you want to get real, then Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable are going to be your tag champs because they can shoot, beat the fuck out of anyone on the <laughs> roster, right? Bobby yeah. Lashley, even though his age, will most likely beat the shit out of any shoot intercontinental champion you have. Like Finn Balor's not winning a fucking match if this is a shoot, right? Right. And then Brock Lesnar is going yeah. to wrestle fuck everyone. Finn Balor will be on the first plane to 205 Live because he ain't fucking hanging around if, to take on right. Braun Strowman in a match if this were real. Well, not right. even that. Just like there are real fighters on that roster, right? There are real people that will fuck Jack you Swagger up. will come back and be like, I'm ready. Well, yeah, Jack <laughs> Swagger will be like, hey, heard we're doing shoot fighting. Love that now. Brawl Who for can all, I take number on? two? I- I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, Del Rio's coming back, and all yeah. of a sudden he's going to be your top guy. Because mm-hmm. if we're talking about shark shoots, baits in, yeah, Shark Bait's going to be your two hundred five champion, right? Like that's where I'm saying, like, okay, you're going down a path where you can't really come back because there's stupid moves that we do in wrestling that are fun. But if we start to say like these are characters and these aren't real, then you got to stop doing the stupid well, super kick party, yeah. young bucks. Not so to say I'm, young bucks are a part of this, but you get what I'm saying. If I'm young and I don't get all that right, and, and I'm not understanding the difference between the two worlds, right? And she says that, and I'll be like, real, like you know what I mean? Like now, I'm, okay, so is the only reason, you know what I mean? Like it, it works in here is because this is fake. Right, right like, and that's what I'm saying. Then you have to like wrestle a different match. You can't do the I'm going to body slam the opponent, climb to the top turnbuckle, and do an elbow. Yeah, pro wrestling has to operate much like any other kind of circus or or performance art act. In that we will admit fully, the full time, and fully acknowledge that this is a performance. But while the performance is on, no, we don't. Right, like right. It's yeah, performance you can't break time. That, yeah, you can't break that <laughs> essential fourth wall kind of thing where we go like, actually, everyone's okay. 
Right. Like, gravity's real, but everyone's yeah. okay. An occasional comedic moment, you can do things like that, right? But that's usually, like, and that's usually where you right. are given a pass for. But like, come on, man, that was bad. Yeah. Yes, I, just, I, I had that same yeah, gripe. I was those, like, dude, what? Yeah, those three things kind of made me go like, oh. We're going down a yeah. path that I don't think anyone's going to like. Now, now, the personal part of the beginning of Triple H's story was great, huh? Right, right. Because, I again, I'm not a huge fan of saying his real name, right? Like Ric Flair. Sure, like, right. You could just keep saying Ric Flair because, hell, even Ric Flair doesn't know the difference between the two people anymore. Anyhow, right. anyhow but I, I like the, like... I, I wish he would have said, and he said this in the past, but it could have still been made point now is hey i wear a suit but with you i don't care about my job i don't care about yeah. uh this in-ring championships it's me and you fighting as men like you could say that without mm-hmm. the this isn't my character anymore well i love the part of when he when he was like making fun of his whole uh video promo you know and he's like uh, one real original you know i mean he's like bad yeah. guy 101 and then he was like we'll do this on your terms fine he's like do I will come to your house? Does that work for you? Like, mm-hmm. you come to mine. Does that work? Like, I love yeah. that one. That was good. Well, and I even liked how, you know, he he said like, oh, anytime things get hard for you, you quit. You're a yes, quitter. Because that's exactly like what they, has happened. When they, yeah, and that okay, right? Because now the character can say he quits when he doesn't get the reaction from the fans. Okay, right? Like we can tell a performance art storyline without given the whole bank away kind of thing. So I like that aspect. This is the only thing that those three say, like it was cool when we said that Vince McMahon was the real owner. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can't be going yeah. down any farther because now the fun moves aren't going to be cool because we're saying this is a shoot. Um, what, what are your thoughts though on the WrestleMania guest correspondence, Michael Che and Colin Jost? Yost. So Yost. So I know that Michael Che is a huge pro wrestling fan. I've yeah. seen him at SummerSlams. Right. I've seen him in the crowd at WrestleMania. So for right. him, yeah. So for him, hey, you're a wrestling fan and you're famous. Come on in, right? If right. if you if you if you're in on the on the not the joke, but if you're in on what we're doing here and you're respectful, you're in on the gig here. You got it. You know. Yeah. If you're in on the gig, come on in. Awesome. Love it, Colin. I don't know, right? He's dating Scarlett Johansson, so hopefully she comes. Um, okay, so a couple takeaways with, with Colin that I thought, yes, Che did a, a great performance the whole time. And I think mm-hmm. Yost did two in some regard other than I think the scripting of it was bad, and I don't think that was him. Um, right. I think he performed it really well. Um, and I think – Maybe if there's good coaching there, they they may be able to clean that up a little bit and might be able to do pretty damn well at Mania. Um, they are a good bit of an odd couple pairing. Uh, and I like that he was just like immediately comes up and he's like, hey, man, he's an idiot. I'm sorry. He's an idiot. I'm sorry. He's an idiot. He's an idiot, bro. <laughs> like, just, he's an idiot. right? Like, just please don't hurt him. Like, he's an idiot. I am sorry. <laughs> I well, and that. I also like, yeah, and I also like that Colin went instant heel, right? Like, oh, we're in Philadelphia. I'm going to wear my Mets hat. Right. Like, Okay, yes. right? Like, we're going to get it. At least there's some some well, meat on the dude, bone here. They, they've got to pick and choose. It had to be Strowman again because, again, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize uh, Colin was that, you know what I mean? Like, he works out. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, a bigger oh, guy, but right, yeah. he ain't that big compared to Braun, right? No, but, yeah, it can't uh, be, it can't be uh, uh, 
Finn Balor roughing him up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, you guys are a similar size. Right. So anyway, all right, well, we get back to the fast lane here. Snooker Jacks is not winning this. We both saying Banks and Bailey. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. right. you know who I think is going to try to, because uh, now they're doing that whole, like we were floating around all, all three brands, which is fucking dumb. But you know who I think they might go with if Tamina and Nia turn on each other and go into the women's battle Royal. Cause mm-hmm. remember that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, who would be a good tag team to go up against for uh, Sasha and Bailey at WrestleMania. The I. Huh? It would now, be a good WrestleMania. That's a team. It would be a good WrestleMania moment. They'll have a good promo out there at Mania. They and they're believable will. heels to where we like heels. we we smile and we giggle, but we also boo because they do heel work really okay, well. I don't say that. Right? Come on, it's now. the Elias type of heel. We go. Yeah. Boo! Right? That's a different kind of boo. Right? When you're like, hey. <laughs> right, right. Like, but it would like be a, that. that would be good two tag teams, right? The connection versus the iconics. I'm not calling them the Boston Hug connection. It's the connection. They're still not a t- again. Like it, they're an established, well defined tag team as much as the Rock and Sock connection were. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yep. like yes, but you have to have known, right? Like you can't turn on the TV not knowing and not get that this is a tag team right away as you do like with the revival or with the you know the iconics the iconics right yeah right all right smackdown tag team championships here we go miz and shane mcmahon taking on the usos god damn the uso promo was great one of the best man that was so great just yeah let's let's just make a deal and maybe for the next six months, just we're gonna have the Usos as champs. Yes. Here's the, you know what? Pull the pull the trigger and do it on the main brand. Put them on Raw. Yeah. Right. Have them be that. the Raw tag team. They're the best tag team. Yes. Fuck the fuck the revival. Oh. Fuck the Young Bucks. Fuck uh, the Lucha Brothers. Any the other tag team tag you're team thinking of right now? They're the best tag team Usos. in the world. I agree. Easily. They're not, it's not even, they're, they're one, two, and three right now. There's not, when you say, like, there's yeah, not another tag team that's better than them at all phases of it, right? They don't do the whole meta thing with the Young Bucks where it's like, it's called the Melter Driver. You get that, right? Because you know who Dave Melter is. <laughs> Shut up. A normal fan doesn't know that. Usos cut a promo that's believable to the casual fan, the indie fan, and the smarky fan. Like, all three of that wrestling fan believes who the Usos are. I love them. They're the best. Well, and just well-oiled. You disagree with me? The coordination of that promo, you know how many times they had to practice that? Like, they're putting in work for that, No, I bet you they didn't. They're brothers. They fucking know it, you know? Well, that's the other thing. They may be living practice, basically. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of the same Scott Hall, Kevin Nash click mentality where they were basically (laughs) living it 100% of the time, driving up and down the road, living the gimmick, basically. Yeah, if you if you disagree with me that the Usos are not the I best don't. tag team in the world, uh, you can go get fucked. I'm just We're saying. Sign up for that. 
We have a saying who's saying. doing this? That, All right. <laughs> that, is my, that is my stand of the week. The Usos are the best tag team. Tom Take. And you are dumb if you – yeah, if you disagree, you are the dumb one, not Hasht- me. Hashtag Tom Take, Usos, best tag team in the world. Yep. I agree. They're going to win. And it should be on the line, right? As a reason to, to give you a shot at the titles because there's no guaranteed titles, remember? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Usos, all right, all right, well, we're going to put up the title for best tag team in the world then. And then they lose it. And then Shane's still got to listen to the Miz crying like a little baby. I'm sorry, dude. dude Shane. The, the making fun of the Miz. With, like, he's like, you're the reason I get to have coffee dates with my dad. <laughs> like, just the funnest thing ever. God, that was the best promo I think I've heard from them in a long time, if not one of their best, like the best they've ever done. That was great. Yeah. And it's it's weird you know, I, I'm not a fan of Shane as far as wrestling anymore. I'm really not. Oh, yeah, I, no. I think he it's can bad. stay in that authority figure, and that's fine. It's reaching Undertaker it feels, status. Well, it just feels weird with McMahon in a mid-card storyline, yes. right? Like, it was different when Shane first did that time around when he was the young kid in wrestling X-Pac for the European Championship, right? Because Vince was still there, and it made sense. Like, Vince is the main guy, and you're the secondary guy. But now, like, Shane is his own man, but he's still a McMahon, but then he's in the mid-card. It just feels awkward. He's got the Terry Funk role is what it feels like, right? Like, the old guy comes in, does the Mm mid-card match, and does the big, dangerous spot and nearly kills himself. Yeah. By the way, I sent this as a tweet. Uh, Ric Flair. Look, I love the stories of Ric Flair. I could listen to him all day and night for, you know, years on end. Right. I think there's so much meat on that bone as well that you could tell 10 30 for 30 stories. But another wrestler who I think is the most interesting person that no one really talks about is fucking Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Like, think about you could tell all the stories of him as the NWA champion and then being the first brothers to win the right the whole family NWA lineage championship. right the, the whole family the, lineage all of that the fifteen retirements the fifteen retirements the first time that he did like he was the first hardcore wrestler remember he his has, I quit match with Ric Flair yeah, at, in WCW like his you could tell that has lapped many. Hall of Fame historic careers began before them and will end after them. Yeah. Like I just many. think there's, like, there's so many stories to tell from NWA champ and family lineage to ECW champ and He's putting in over. He's Hall of Fame, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. But. I just think there's there should be more stories told about Terry Funk. We always just go like Terry Funk's crazy, but I want to know Terry Funk. Like I want to know Terry. You know. Anyhow, maybe so you let's don't. get back to He's that. Crazy. <laughs> I do. Yeah, good. I want to know that. I got a bear well, waiting for him. That guy ticks. Yeah. He's welcome anytime. Well, you know, light yeah. sunlight. SmackDown. All right. So who's the Usos are winning this? Yeah, Usos. I think this is where we end the Miz uh, chain thing and get that for good. Mania. God, Usos are so good. All right, here we go. Shield, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. I I don't know why we're doing all of this. It would be – so I told you this before we started, I think, uh, off air. It would be so, so fucking cool. It would be memorable status, Undertaker losing at WrestleMania vibe 
if you just had Roman Reigns go fucking heel on both Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose at this match. Right. God! So now they're left staring at each other like, are we still friends? Like, we kind of weren't before we were going to do this, and now he just just fucked it all. That would be such a good story to tell. Just... But just the leukemia thing, like you lean into that, you go, you guys said all that, but you didn't mean it. I remember the booze and the we hate Roman chants before I was sick. It took me getting sick for you to appreciate me. Well, you don't get to appreciate me. Like, God, that would be. Yeah. Oh. He could be like, I could have died. You know that? Like, I yeah. could have goddamn and died. you didn't care. <laughs> Yeah, and you didn't care. Right. All you wanted was your championship on your indie guy. You're and then have person. him call out Finn and all these other people. Mm-hmm. Or Seth, you know? Well, oh. and maybe that would be fine because then that's a reason that they piecemealed these, these trio back together of Corbin, uh, Lashley, and, and, and McIntyre. Uh, by the way, let's hit a couple truth tables because we didn't have many because wrestling was slow this week. Mm-hmm. At the Iceman Forever. Hey, Ice Man. Ice Man says, he's so cold. He says, kind of hard to take Corbin serious anymore while he's still dressing like an Applebee's manager. Hashtag tweet the table. Say, lead shift supervisor there, Ice Man. Calm down. Manager gets a polo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Duh. Or no, a button up. Manager gets a button up with a little embroidered logo. Yep. And he gets them comped. You know, you got to pay for them like you do. (laughs) Not you, Ice Man. <laughs> Just Iceman a general you, obviously. We're going to Applebee's. They have an Applebee's out where you're at there, Iceman? Huh? Send us a pick from Applebee's, right? Yeah. Give us a toast from. All right, back to the fast lane here. Um, oh, so who's winning that? Shield's winning that, right? Of course. They're, they're laying it up. But God, it would be so fucking cool. And if you disagree with me, okay. I'm not saying it in a strong as like the Uso statement, but okay. I just think it'd be cool. All right. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. If Becky wins, she gets added to the Raw Women's Title. She gets added. Ronda's going to cost Charlotte the match and say, I'm Ronda Rousey because she went heel, right? She said, screw the fans. And she even did the whole, like, I tried to respect this thing and I now screw you guys, which, again, stop peeling back the curtain so much, right? Like, let's have some time characters here yeah. but anyhow i think ronda will the match and just, say like i'm the baddest bitch and i'm gonna beat both of you at wrestlemania this whole storyline's just been fucked upside down oh it's the right. dumbest thing because i just don't even get, know what it just, is anymore well let's what? just talk about it from so, from just logical <laughs> Go what ahead. Do I, okay, so Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. If anybody's fighting to get added to the match, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte, right? Like, what is the what? The biggest. There was so much heat and fire for the Becky Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey at Mania. There was that's so much need. heat for it. Yeah, that's all we need. We did and not need Charlotte. Everybody wanted it. Everybody was like, "Yes, first female main event." Even that's how good this storyline is. Everybody was like, "Please." Everybody's like, in fact, we'll be kind of mad if you don't make that, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just like, well, let us also. And you're like, oh, my God. And they've just kept trying to just, oh. Well, and so we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, when Charlotte was added. I, I, I agree with it in what they were trying 
do because it was a story up until this week that they've told in the past, right? And I'd mentioned that where like WrestleMania 20, it was the athlete, yes. Chris Benoit, which would be yes. Ronda. Mm-hmm. It was the heel, Triple H, which would be Charlotte. And then it was the everyone's favorite yes. baby face, Shawn Michaels, which would be Becky, right? Well, and even with these two, Becky's been complaining that Charlotte's stealing her spot forever. Right. Yes. And so I, I get it. Like that right. there was a story that was told there that was time tested and proven. Right. They even did it at WrestleMania uh, 22 when it was Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, the oh, wrestling yeah. machine. Yeah, we've and had Randy these. Orton. Yeah, you can do yeah, it. We've had it. And so it was like, yeah, we liked all of that. Now, yeah, I wasn't even bothered those... by that. Right. I was like, fine. But then this week, this week made no sense if you're if you're kayfabing it. Right. Like if we're in kayfabe world. Right. So, so just follow me on this, right? So Becky Lynch wins the, the Royal Rumble, okay? And then Vince McMahon says, ah, you dumb bitch, I don't want you in here. I want this good girl because she stays in line, and it's Charlotte. Okay, right? So Vince has the final say. Vince does what he wants because it's he's the man, it's his company. Can't do right? nothing about it. Can't do nothing about it. Sorry, Stephanie and Shane. And then this is where it gets convoluted. So then Rhonda, fast forward, then Rhonda relinquishes the title. Stephanie says, well, I've got to do something. Apparently Vince is not being seen. So I'm just going to take this as Vince just says, Stephanie, make do with what you can. Then makes the match with Becky and Charlotte. Okay, right? Like if Vince says she gave up the belt, then we got to go with plan B. Becky's a bitch, but we'll put her in there. But then Ronda appears and says, I didn't relinquish that title. I just gave you a time to think. Which I said. She didn't say that. Right. But what I'm getting at is, so Stephanie just goes like, oh, okay. I guess you were right. right. Like like there's no pushback. But then. You guys never called her? To make sure of that like we there's not right. an official document process to, to relinquish a title yeah but then <laughs> stephanie says well hey i'll do this match and becky if you win you'll be added which means you could have when vince said ah becky you dumb bitch i don't want you in here shane or stephanie could have been like no no no, no. she's in we're right. gonna make this a triple threat and so it, you're just stepping well, why on your can't you foot. just put her in the main match anyway now? Like, why can't it be? Because you can just add people to matches, and you were going to add her to a title match. Why don't you just right. add her to the title add her match? to the WrestleMania, yeah. To the title to match. The <laughs> why does she yeah, got to jump to a hoop now? Because Ronda came back and said, that's not what I meant. And you go, oh, cool. You got to also beat her first. What? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Makes zero sense. And... Stephanie, you idiot, you made the announcement backstage and expected people to be like, oh, yeah, about the title match between Charlotte and Becky. And we go, no, what we want is just Becky and Rhonda. We don't. Charlotte is an afterthought. And I get it. If you want Charlotte in there, she has a proven record of years of being the best female pro wrestler. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. But then tell that other story where Charlotte's the heel, Ronda's the athlete, Becky's the babyface. Because now you have Ronda's a heel, Charlotte's a heel, and then yeah. Becky's a tweener. Yeah, you. 
everybody wanted Becky Ronda when you started saying, like, this is what we're going to do. Everybody was like, great, perfect, this is awesome, we want it. And then we got this, like, oh, she's hurt. And we were like, oh, is she really? Is this a work kind of? And they were like, it's Charlotte. And we were like, oh, shit, is it? And then we got kind of got the idea, like, okay, Charlotte's going to be in the first main event, WrestleMania, we get it. Add her in. Perfect. We'll tell this story. Becky Lynch finds a way back, a la Stone Cold or whatever, right? Yeah. Finds mm-hmm. a way to muscle her way back in because she's the man. And then all you the just while, took... well, Ronda is playing it right down the middle, right? right? right. I'm the athlete who can beat anyone, right? right. That's the part that because now Ronda's a heel. What? Yeah. What? And what sparked that? By the way, what sparked it? Because it wasn't right. as if the fans, like the fans, booed her that one promo however many weeks ago but then you kept going back well, what again, sparked it is nothing so it was just a misfire and you know hopefully after fast lane they can pick it back up and we get reinvested but right now it left a kind of a sour taste in my mouth with what was should what should have been the biggest storyline in wwe yeah and i mean yeah uh, this one's easy to see becky lynch wins this unless they find some weird thing where she doesn't and they draw this out till Next week on Raw or, so, or something, right? So there could be that, but I, I Becky Lynch is winning this. Yes, of yeah, course. for sure. All right, final match. Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, WWE Championship. Uh, this is still odd to me, man, that Kevin Owens out of nowhere and none of the other guys are mad about this, right? Like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, like all the people that were in contention, right? Like it's just it's, it's an odd Right, but low key, one of my favorite moments of the WWE week was the backstage promo with AJ Styles. So he's like, "I just don't yeah. get it. Like, it's a tough lose lose. Like, I'd be mad if I was Kevin Owens, but I'd take the shot." And you know, everyone loves Kofi. And then Randy Orton just appears out of nowhere and goes, "No wonder it took you 15 years to get yeah. here. You're talking about someone else getting the title yeah. shot and not you." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Yeah, and then AJ kind of was like, you're right. Yeah. You know, it was I a great that. line. That was a good and moment. It, those are simple things, too, that you can then go further a storyline that you need a little more than that, right? Like, you got to keep giving me yeah. a few more burbs or something. But that's an easy way to lead into an AJ Styles, Randy Orton thing, which is something we haven't seen, right? So, which ah. would be great. Yeah. Right. Why not? Right. Like, yeah. The Think best of the wrestler RKO's. in the world versus, yeah, the best wrestler <laughs> in the world versus the best wrestler in the world if he's invested in a storyline. I still think Randy Orton, if he cares, is the best wrestler, like he's, one of the best wrestlers yeah, in the world. I mean, yes. He it, just doesn't give a shit. Was it, who was the one who kept saying, was it Ross who always said, like, if you were to build a pro wrestler, like prototype, right it there. would look like Randy Orton? Yeah. Yeah, right there. Everything right. about him. Uh, I've got, but back to this, and hold on. One thing that I did want to mention. Yeah. Uh, did we see the New Day at all on SmackDown? No, Maybe I in missed India. it. They're in India. They cool. made it right. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So your number one contender, the people's champ, Kofi Kingston, he's just not. isn't even on the show. He's not. He's, he's the people's champ. Yeah, he's the people's champ. But he's but the people's he, champ. Fuck the people. Sometimes you got to give these people <laughs> what they need. Remember? It's Do you think man. the New Day does something? Do you think the New Day jumps in and costs Kevin Owens or so. Daniel Bryan something? It's the only thing that's good about all of this for me. I don't like any of this. 
I just don't like the left turn out of nowhere for no real reason. And Kevin Owens' promo was real good. Don't get me wrong. And he's playing the face role pretty good. And he's yeah. humble even. And, and when he was like, you don't have any friends left. That's why you don't have it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was a good homage to, hey, man, you were an asshole. Why are we, like, all of a sudden, why are you cool? Mm. And, you know, playing into it. Like, fine. I'll buy it. But it just seems weird, right? Because everything, like, I, I, it has to further somehow. Right, like Kofi, if if Kofi never sniffs this again, is just gone and doesn't get back then, into this. That's forever to me. Going to be like, just why the fuck did that candy. happen? Like, right? Know. Yeah, he's just going to go back to throwing pancakes while Xavier Woods and Big E take on, uh, you know, the Usos. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Right? It just it doesn't make sense. Here's, but here's the other weird thing that I thought from the end of SmackDown that may lead into this match is. Yes, the New Day was in India, right? Mm-hmm. And before his injury, he was, you know, the new shiny toy on SmackDown. But when he made his return, in my opinion, the cl- the crowd went mum. Mm. But Mustafa Ali runs out, mm. and everyone kind of just like, oh, yeah, he's there. That guy again. And I think maybe they thought, like, we'd go, Mustafa Ali, yeah! But everyone's like, Ah, the, the 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 train the lashed on the Kofi. Yeah, the train is now on Kofi. Sorry, right. Mustafa. I yeah. know it was the same train. Was... It just rolled on the Kofi. Now it's not because they just. It wouldn't have happened to just anybody they placed in there. Kofi performed really well there, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, Kofi!" Right? right? Like, and then it just caught from there. Right? Like that's kind of what happened. Everybody was like, "Man, Kofi is pretty good." You know what I mean? Like it was kind of well. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And kind of so went we'll with see. it, right? Yeah, we'll see because the end of SmackDown was Ali and Owens just kind of doing the, like, weird babyface stare at each other. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if Ali maybe jumps in there. I don't know, but Kofi has to do something, right? I, I hope. I hope. Who you got? Who you got? Daniel Bryan wins. They're going to keep rolling with that storyline, and he needs that title. They didn't, you know what I mean, make that thing for no reason. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's Daniel Bryan as champ. But who do you think? So I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna wager fifty points on it, Tom. Uh, Kofi and the New Day come in and rip shit up and and cause basically a, a no contest. Yep, and then maybe we get a triple threat of Owens, Daniel Bryan, and Kofi. I don't know. That one's the weirdest one. That one where I don't see any – I don't know where they they're going at all. could be a decent – they could build a decent match around that at Mania because they like to have multiple people on Mania, and that's a good way – it's a storyline that's been going on. You don't have to shove, yep. like, 18 people in a battle royal now, right? Like, it, like okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like, I can buy that. Um. You know, you just got to be wary of how many, like, triple threats you got and that kind of thing, I guess. So I don't yeah. know what they're planning on booking. That's so. the only one where I don't know where they're going. And I'm interested, but then I'm also like, Meh. So we'll see. Yeah. Get me excited again. Daniel Bryan's awesome. That's the one other thing. We That's need to pick? focus a little bit Daniel more. Bryan? Yeah, I'm going Daniel Bryan. Right. But we need to focus a little bit more on Daniel Bryan. Like, we need to go back to when Daniel Bryan was the A side of the feud like he was with AJ Styles. I feel like he's the B side, and we're just talking about who his opponent will be. We need to be talking about how Daniel Bryan's well, fucking a and jerk. And here's the thing. Like, Kevin Owens is back now. It's like, yeah, and we're like, okay. So if he's on fire and we're all like, yeah, face run, well, uh, 
right? So the only thing that happens here is if he loses, then we're still like, ah, and he's coming from underneath again. Well, he's it's got to still be for the title or else you lose all that steam, right? So mm-hmm. he's eventually got to win it. So if it doesn't happen now, it happens at Mania or it happens or whatever. But like, and then Daniel Bryan's just done with this. Like he just did the turn, just did the title. Like it's just it all happened too fast. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I I just I wish again if I'm booking, you got to make Daniel Bryan the A side of SmackDown. You got to make him the focal point. Yeah. There, there's a reason there's a new fucking title, man. Like, and maybe I felt it like is. he just maybe Kevin Owens squashed just a AJ. Throwaway. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe but I just they're... felt like they squashed AJ because he was the 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 champ that run the camp, and that was cool. But now we're in the second era of SmackDown Live. But then we're kind of shit in the bed because it's not being Daniel Bryan; it's being all these other contenders. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they're just getting. Maybe Kevin Owens is a throwaway, and he's just going to be a quick loss for Daniel Bryan to get another one under there, so he can give it to Kofi. I don't know, or something. I don't know who the hell knows. I, yeah. I want Daniel Bryan as the focal point, not yeah, these other guys. I agree with that. Uh, all right, that's it for the fast lane, man. I, I guess mostly interested just to see how they're booking things and where we're going to go for Mania, right? Because they're going to definitely pull something out that they think is going to be like, oh, this one's going to hook them, right? Like in yeah, something, we'll see. something we're not thinking of, yeah. right? So what's going to happen where next week I think we'll be like, oh, that was kind of something. Let's talk about it. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but they're going to do something. If we had to bet. All right. Well, let's let's get out of here then, huh? Episode 251 is done. Locked Mm -hmm. away. We're out of here. We're going to come back next week for yet another exciting episode of the Spanish Announce Table. Fun fact, a Mythbusters episode found that a barista with a double D-sized breast was tipped 30% more by men on average. And 40% more by women. The Spanish announce table.